Welcome to the business and financial advice show, Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly. Brought to you by Mega, the monthly entrepreneur growth academy. Your very own group of professional peers offering instant tips, training, and business networking. Learn how to have more time and increase your income by joining Mega today. And now, here's your host of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, Nancy Becker. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another version of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a podcast for and by business owners who are looking for ways to grow their business successfully. They will be giving us tips and strategies so that when we implement them, our businesses will all soar higher. I'm excited today to talk to Dallas Travers, who gives coaches the clarity and structure they need to attract incredible clients, sell with soul, and launch meaningful programs to make more money and help more people. Dallas believes that most coaches complicate their business out of fear of rejection, failure, or even success. So they waste valuable time and money on complicated strategies that allow them to keep busy, but hide from the world. Whether it's through her signature program, Client Surge, or the Six Figure Coach Club, Dallas helps her clients demystify marketing and communicate their genius without any distracting bells and whistles. That way, there are no more excuses, only you making a difference for others. Dallas clients have had a lot of firsts. First client, first five-figure launch, first five-figure day, first six-figure year, all with confidence and clarity because they finally have a plan that feels good and the tools to implement. Find out more about Dallas at www.gothroughtheroof.com. And welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Hi. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to talk to you. And, and this bio sounds so interesting. And, and I want to hear all about the... Uh, you know, communicating their genius without distracting bells and whistles because <laughs> I've got those going off in my head constantly. <laughs> so so I, I hope, hopefully we can dig into some of that during our, our time together today. Um, I also know a little bit about the different fear tactics. So let's start out by talking about that a little bit. Um, how does that affect people? Why, why does that complicate their businesses? Yeah, so I see, thank you, it's such a good question. I, there's, I think part of what's ingrained in us as human beings is this old belief that you know, we work hard for our goals and if we work hard enough, we, we accomplish what we want. And so, and my audience is coaches, so I'm gonna use that term, but this applies to entrepreneurs, I don't care what kind of business you're in. That's a really big purpose, and it can feel scary, right? Scary to put yourself out there because you face rejection. Scary to find out that your idea is a bad one. Scary to work really hard and still not see it come to fruition. All of those fears. And so I find that a lot of us, we unconsciously look for an insurance policy 
right? Let me quietly sabotage myself so that I have an excuse to explain why I'm not successful other than, oh, nobody wants this, nobody likes me, I'm not valuable. So we overcomplicate matters. I couldn't tell you how often I had the conversation two days ago with a client who her business is new and she does not yet have a solid referral funnel in place. And if you don't have that, you don't need to be running Facebook ads. You do not need to have online funnels. You do not need to be doing these big speaking engagements. You don't need to be doing anything other than lever leveraging the relationships that you're in. And she keeps wanting to do these fancy things, <laughs> right? She wants to host a big in-person event and she wants, you know, there's all of these things. And I just said to her, these are all incredible ideas, but let's think big, start small and move quickly. How simple can we make this so that you don't get distracted and you don't have an excuse? So I have found that the most proven marketing strategies are the ones that are simplest to implement, hardest to think about because they require us to be a little bit more vulnerable and a little bit more visible than we might be comfortable with right now. So we're just afraid, right? We're afraid of finding out our, our biggest fears are true. And so as a way to escape that discovery, we busy ourselves and we overcomplicate matters so that we don't have to face rejection ultimately. And, and I get that. And, and I, from a personal standpoint, get one of the other ones. I get the rejection. I get the failure. But fear of success? Why would anyone be afraid of success? Right. Well, so I'm a big fan of Dr. Maxwell Maltz. He wrote a book a lifetime ago um, called Psycho-Cybernetics, right? So his philosophy is basically that we all walk through the world with a self-image or a label, Right. Um, actually, in my previous business, I was a business coach for actors, and I have a great story to illustrate psychocybernetics. So I was working with a client, I'll call her Jennifer, and she was really committed to booking a series regular role on a network television show. That's kind of like the, one of the stars of a network series. And we worked at that for about a year and a half. And then one day it happened. So I was so, I almost bought a bottle, a bottle of champagne for our next coaching session because I was so sure it was going to be a party. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> she showed up to this session and she just looked like she'd ridden a Greyhound bus across the country two times without, right? She just looked beat down. She was an emotional wreck and you name it. Everything went wrong in her life since she booked that job. Her, she and her husband weren't getting along. The plumbing in her bathroom completely exploded. She was getting all these parking tickets. She was feeling run down. Maybe she was getting the flu, all of this stuff. And what we uncovered pretty quickly was she had grown accustomed to who she was in the world. And who she was in the world was a hardworking actress who didn't have her dream yet. So she knew how to show up in that identity. Yet, overnight, that identity changed. She was no longer the struggling actress. She was the successful actress and she just, her nervous system didn't know how to deal with it. So I don't know that it's fear of success as much as uh, fear of the things we may lose when success comes. How will my family treat me differently? Mm -hmm. Right? Like all of, how will I handle criticism on a bigger scale? All of these other pieces. Um, but Maxwell Maltz has so much great research around that. And so it's just about preser preserving our own identities. So how do we shift our identities so that when success comes, we're not, we don't freak out like Jennifer did. 
This is about, I'll tell you an exercise that I do if it resonates for you or your listeners. So I call it feeling work. And it's really just about getting my insides accustomed to the outside vision I want to create. So I'll just lay in bed before I fall asleep and ask myself, what would it feel like to, and then you just insert your goal, right? What would it feel like to have a full and thriving coaching practice? What would it feel like to have a seven figure business? What would it feel like to travel the world speaking, whatever your goal might be. And then you just notice that physical sensation in your body and reside with it as long as you can so that you become accustomed to the feeling of having the thing you don't have yet. And then when you create the thing you want, your body's used to it. So it's not such a shock to the system. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm, absolutely. And I want to dig, I want to dig a little bit deeper and I'm going to be very vulnerable in here too. So, uh, because I think this makes a lot of sense for our listeners. I very well know the fear of success. For me, it's, I'm afraid of becoming successful because if I've got, I, as you know, I've got some uh, physical disabilities and I can't do a lot of things and I get tired very easy and mornings are much better for me than afternoons. And what happens if I start getting five people or 10 people a day who want to be on my podcast? Right. What happens if I get 10 different mastermind programs all running successfully and lo and behold, I can't do it. Mm. And then I'm letting down everyone. Yeah. You know, so that's where my fear, but then when I'm thinking your exercise, you know, and I'm sitting there laying in bed and I'm thinking, what would it feel like if I had those, you know, 10 mastermind programs, the hands <laughs> come up to my throat, you know, right. and, oh shit, you know, what am yeah. I going to do? Yeah. How do you, how, how do you deal with that? What, you know, if someone's feeling these things, what do they do? Yeah. I'm so glad you asked this question. So, and it's a two-part question. Let's look at the, the second one, which is, what if I ask myself this question and the feeling I have is not a good one? So then what we want to do is just recognize, okay, that's too big a leap for my, for my constitution to handle. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying, what would it feel like to have these 10 masterminds running at once? I like to just insert a little phrase, what would it feel like to know I was capable of handling 10 masterminds at once? So just ask yourself that question and see if you still want to strangle yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's different, right? I think it's, I, it's much easier. That's a yeah. much easier feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So first we want to get comfortable with the self-trust required to then have the thing, mm -hmm. right? So, okay, what would it feel like to know I'm capable of handling that? And then what you'll find is tapping into that feeling, the day will come where the question almost feels silly because the feeling is so obvious and of course you're capable of it. Then it's time to upgrade the question. So I call it inchworming, right? You're just like inching your way toward the thing you ultimately want. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And that's step two. What's step one? Yeah, so that first question was the, real, the more seeming reality around there are 24 hours in the day and I am one person and what if 
my illness takes me off my game and what if something happens and I can't actually show up for my clients? How do I manage that? I love to just replace my need for certainty. I'm feeling my throat get tight as we talk about this. <laughs> my, yeah, I, maybe I think that's you doing it to me actually, but anyhow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I replace my need to know everything for sure with a willingness to find out. Right. Okay. So like, ugh, what if, what if I have 10 successful masterminds and I get sick and I can't deliver it? Right. Instead of catastrophizing, needing to know for certain how it's going to go, because the only, isn't it interesting in our minds, the only thing we can know for certain is the bad stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's, so, that's very interesting, but yeah. it's the truth. It's the truth. Right. Instead, I just release. Okay. I release my need to know how that's going to go. And instead I'm willing to find out. I love it. I right? love it. Just, I'm just, what, like, what if this podcast interview falls on its face? You know what? I, okay. What if this po podcast interview falls on its face? I'm willing to find out. Yeah. And that keeps us in what I call the cycle of success, right? We just take an action. We get feedback. That feedback, even if it's crappy, there's some sort of confidence that comes from knowing, mm -hmm. right? Like dealing with actual data. Mm -hmm. So we take an action, we get feedback, we build our confidence, we course correct. We take an action, we get feedback, we build our confidence, we course correct. And I'm just going to give you a newsflash. If you have 10 successful masterminds running at once, you will be in a position where you have a team. <laughs> You're not running that up. You will have a team who will easily be able to manage um, the messaging and the customer support that needs to happen while you get back into physical shape. But you know, I think, I think, and, and again, you're right, but I think that leads into another question. Yeah. And that, um, that question is obviously I've already got a team that, that I'm working with. And so I'm not, I'm not at the point where I'm going, Oh God, how, you know, I can't do all this alone, but I can't afford some, you know, I've, I've gotten past that point. I know but it's still, there, there's this point of where you know something. There's a difference between emotion and reality. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? And so. so what I'm hearing you say is, intellectually, you know, yes, I have a team. And yes, of course, I'm a resourceful person. And yes, if that happened, we would figure it out. But that doesn't mean I'm not nervous about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that that happens to a lot of people. And I know I'm not the only control freak that has to know everything because you can't ever know what's going to happen in the future. You're listening to the Business and Financial Advice Show, Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, with your host, Nancy Becker. There's lots more to come. Nancy and her guest will be right back. Are you a small business owner wondering about your next step for growth and success? What if you had your own dynamic group of professional peers, a group that supports your business with fresh new ideas, beneficial training, accountability, and more? Mega, the monthly Entrepreneur Growth Academy, is a professional peer advisory group dedicated to supporting fellow business owners. Learn about processes and strategies that will get you more time and money. 
When I first joined the Mega Group, I was struggling in a business that wasn't right for me. Now, I own a local business where I live out my passion every day. Last year, the revenue of my business tripled and we are on track to hit even bigger goals this year. The accountability and feedback of the Mega Group have been invaluable. The Mega Group can help you focus on the right things and start building momentum. Join the Mega Group today at don'twaittillpigsfly.com. Do you feel frustrated, disconnected, or unfulfilled in your relationship? If you said yes, you're not alone. Hi, I'm Anza Goodbar, intimacy coach and sex educator. Nearly 70% of all couples in the U.S. claim to be dissatisfied with their relationship. But the good news is, you don't have to be. If you're ready to open your heart to feel more connected to life, yourself, and your partner, join me and five couples at the Intrinsically Intimate Couples Retreat in Barbados. You can find out more details at www.anzagoodbar.com backslash retreats. They're big. They're shy. They're invisible, and they fly. They're always late. They never arrive. Don't wait till pigs fly. Get your business momentum in action. Let's rejoin our host of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, Nancy Becker. I have a saying that that says, you know, God's not going to give you more than you can handle. Just chill, you know, and then I say, but sometimes these awful close to the end. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, I feel like, you know, feelings, big feelings are always uncomfortable and therefore we judge them as something we shouldn't experience. Right. Mm-hmm. But what if for me, I just really lean into accepting that my nerves are up, right? Like I'm really freaked out right now. I'm super nervous and I'm going to let myself be nervous. I'm not going to try to cure myself of my nervousness because now I'm distracted from my goal. Mm-hmm. I, I like to say, we can be flawed and still move forward. I can be nervous as hell and mm. still take action toward my goal. And mm. if I release con- need for control for a willingness to find out, replacing control with curiosity, I stay in my own process with, with all of my big feelings. And that actually allows us to move forward. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think that's wonderful. And I think, I, I'm I'm going back and, and thinking about so many of my clients and the people I've worked with, and almost inevitably, um, it's what's going to happen if you know, and that and that holds them back, and you know, getting them to realize that that's fine. If you're worried about the future, then you know, just say you're not gonna you're not gonna have your business you're not gonna move forward but if you truly want what mm-hmm. it is you say you want you've got to be able to take a risk so yeah and it's just even not even changing the words just change the tone of the question what's gonna happen if instead of oh what's gonna happen if can't it be huh what's gonna happen if just be open right? I love we can that. be afraid and we can have the questions and just like how open can we be? That's for me, that's the secret. I love that. I think that's great. And I know I'll be putting that into, <laughs> into yeah. it, it really makes so much sense. But let's move on to another one of my burning questions for you. And that is 
um, we talked a little bit beforehand about we've decided, you know, that we're going to go out there, we're going to start to get clients, and we're going to really go for it. Um, is it okay to just try to sell to everybody? Uh, <laughs> um, hmm, I guess it's okay. I, I, w I wouldn't advise it. But so we had talked earlier about this idea of authentic selling. And then you shared with me an example of maybe whether it's connecting with someone at a networking event or somehow through social media. And there's one meeting and then suddenly you're blasted with a bunch of sales invitations that makes you question whether or not you want to be connected to that person. So I want to be really directed about this because we could have this or otherwise this interview is going to be six hours long. Um, <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> uh, It'll give me a bunch of uh, shows. <laughs> uh, right. There you go. So the secret here with selling to everyone for me, like, and you work with people too. So I actually don't want to work with everyone at all. I've, I've taken that road before and I've always regretted it, right? When I've, when I've taken on a client who just isn't quite a perfect fit and figured I could make it work, I've always wished I had listened to my intuition. So what we, I find the more specific we are about our target audience, the easier it is to sell. And back to the point about feeling like you're being attacked on Facebook, right? When you are clear on your target audience, you happen to connect with that person online or offline, inviting them to, to purchase your service or hire as a coach, it doesn't feel pushy to you or to them because it's so super aligned. So I think in general, coaches need to be even more discerning and more clear about who they help, why they've chosen those people, and what specific I use the term transformation, but what specific transformation or outcome do they help their clients reach? Then it's so obvious when you meet your dream client and so obvious when you don't. And when you don't, you don't have to then become this weird, pushy person who's trying to sell something to, to me that I actually don't want. Okay, let's turn this around for a second from the other direction. Yeah. And say you've gotten an email from someone you've or a, or a message on Facebook, you've actually looked them up and did a little bit of research. You looked at their profile. They look like somebody you might really want to talk with and get to know a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so you, you respond and you say, yes, I'm, you know, I'm going to friend you. I want to know more about you. And the very next thing that happens is they try to sell you something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I got, I got to do this big fight with this woman. She had started selling CBD oil. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, so her first message to me was after we friended each other was, you know, I, I see on your profile that you've got some disabilities and I sell this CBD oil and I can guarantee that you're going to be 100% better if you use this stuff. When can we have a call? Mm-hmm. And I went, back and I said, well, thank you very much. But you know, I, I would love to be able to get to know you a little bit better, but I'm not interested in CBD oil. You know, and just left it at that. Her next message back to me was, well, it's not illegal, you know, <laughs> tell me why you don't want it. <laughs> and I said, thanks very much. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. how, how does the person 
deal with someone that might actually be a good prospect for them, but that doesn't know how to do it. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that often, okay. So you mentioned like, would you, she asked you, would you like to help hop on a call? And so for a lot of coaches, again, that's my, that's the audience I serve most with this applies to anyone. We move from my perspective. If your sales funnel involves a free intro session or some sort of a call, we move too quickly to that call. And then what happens is a couple of things. Number one, we've now repelled someone who we could actually help and who could truly benefit, which is just such a shame, right? And it goes against your mission as a coach. Number two, from a practical position, it just doesn't help your business growth. So we, move, we rush too quickly to that initial invitation. So I like to think of, I just like to always put myself, I have so many thoughts about this, but I like to put myself on the clients uh, in their shoes, right? How would I feel if I just met you and now you want me to buy something from you, right? And what do I need? What gaps do I need to fill in in order to feel comfortable enough with you to take that first step? There's also a an easy approach to all of this because I'm a really quick decision maker, right? And maybe I've been, maybe I've been looking for someone to sell me CBD oil. So isn't it just perfect timing that she would friend me and offer me that right away? And I may not be offended by it at all. We can never tell. So I like to say when in doubt, the problem is the solution. Here's what that means the problem, the obstacle, the thing that makes this awkward, the risk, the risky part of it, we can actually turn that into the motivation to take the scary action. So if I, if I were talking to her right now, my suggestion would be, you know, maybe there's not a problem inviting people to a call, but it's how you position it. I see on your profile that you're dealing with a disability. And if this is out of line in any way, please just let me know and I'll back off. But I have a feeling I know something that could help you. I'm a distributor for CBD oil. And if you're at all curious about that, I'm happy to answer any questions you have. And again, if this makes you uncomfortable, just let me know and we can pretend this conversation never happened. I love it. I right, love it. Right away, you just don't feel like you're being sold to. You're giving, you have a choice. Would you like to know more or would you not like to know more? Right? So let's just say now you, re- so problem is a solution. It actually works for everything. Anytime you're nervous, about saying something, just say, I'm really nervous about saying this. So if I sound like an idiot, um, let's just both agree that I just might. <laughs> and then we get to take the action anyhow, right? I'm writing this down. <laughs> yeah. That's and, great. That's- and so, so we use the problem as the solution. And then our job, if you want to be a good salesperson, right? And let's be honest, Nancy, nobody wants to be a good salesperson, right? Or you know, but if you want to grow your business and selling is required in order for that to happen, right? There you you go. That goal, <laughs> we have to do two essential things. Number one, we have to listen more than we talk. And number two, we have to release our need to close the sale and instead shift our intention to helping everyone feel empowered about their decision. So now I get to invite you to a call to learn more about CBD oil and you say no. And instead of replying saying it's not illegal, what's your problem? Or why did you say no? Just say, oh, okay, I totally get that you're not interested. I'm on a, I'm really committed 
to healing people in chronic pain through CBD oil. So if you're open to it, could you tell me more about why you said no? I want to make sure I'm approaching people in the best way possible. Perfect. Right? Or for coaches out there, so often the reason a, a client says no to hiring you comes wearing some sort of money costume, right? It's rarely about the money, but that's usually what people say. I can't afford the investment right now. It's not about coaching the person through their money objection. You have to forget about that. We are never closing clients. Instead, we're helping people feel empowered by their decision. And if you're not doing something that you really want to be doing because you feel you can't afford it, that is not an empowering place to be. Mm -hmm. How can I help you feel good about your choice? Let's talk through that, the money stuff, not because I, I'm trying to sell you, but because I want you feeling good about what's next. So if we can, from a sales perspective, um, label every interaction as successful when the client has made a decision, we've done our job. So with that perspective, the CBD lady, she did a pretty good job of bringing you to a decision fast. <laughs> right? <laughs> so goal accomplished, goal accomplished. But I, so let's go back to the listening piece, right? That's when she just wasn't listening to you. Mm -hmm. right. didn't pick up on the cues at all mm -hmm. so pump the brakes and narrate what you're doing it's another version of the problem being the solution right I'm not sure like, we hardly know each other so now may not be the time but I'm feeling inspired to share this with you is that okay just walk through this talk through the sales process as you're moving someone through it does that make sense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. it's it makes a lot of sense. But again, I'm starting to get the, the clammy, you know, ice going up my, my back and going, oh, I don't know if I could ever really do that. You know, I can't, it's hard. I'm thinking it's hard for people, at least in the beginning, to do something like that. And when they're first getting started, it's they're really excited and passionate, or hopefully they are, about their business. Mm -hmm. And they just, they want to tell everybody about it. And I think what I do is an absolutely wonderful thing. And doggone it, you got to hear what I have to sell you. Mm -hmm. You know, those kinds of things. And to think about how to be more appropriate, that's not the right word, but less pushy and how to do what you're saying is a wonderful thing. But I don't know that people are going to know how to do that, at least when they're first starting out. Yeah, it's just, it's actually quite, I'm glad you raised the question because there's a very simple solution to this. Okay. And, and I don't care how excited you are, you just get the buy-in first. Okay. So you can, from the rooftops, be yelling at everyone, right? But you just begin that by saying, I'm so passionate about this that I wanna share it with everyone. So if my passion is overwhelming, or if it's really not for you, please just let me know because I can hardly control myself. What does business success look like to you? What does business success feel like to you? What stands between you and that feeling? Business success is all about momentum. Mega, the monthly entrepreneur growth academy will help you focus on the right things and start building that momentum. The Mega Group is a network of dedicated professionals. They provide focused training and excellent support as only a personal advisory group can. 
Learn tips, strategies, and valuable insights to unleash your productivity. Isn't it time to stop spinning your wheels? Go to don'twaittillpigsfly.com and join the mega group today. Radio and podcast shows are the fastest growing media of the decade. The better the sound, the better the impact you will have with your listeners. Hi, I'm Scott. I'm a producer editor for radio and podcasts. If you have your own podcast, I can help with editing, improved audio quality, your own theme music, and intros and outros. Would you like a commercial for your small business? Connect with me for a sound approach to your podcasts and commercials. My email is scott at worldwithinreach.com. Scott at worldwithinreach.com. Let's rejoin our host of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, Nancy Becker. I'm going to tell you something that I'm really excited about, and sometimes it overwhelms people. So you let me know if it's too much, and then you go into it. How do we do this on private messenger like Facebook and some sort of a, I mean, I can see doing it if we're talking like you and I are, but how do you do it in 128 characters or whatever, you know? Yeah. So it's always, um, it's always, it's exactly the same. So it's in messenger, right? Mm -hmm. And you just say, Hey, I have an invite that might or might not feel like a fit. So if it's not a fit, just let me know. And I won't ask again. Okay. Or I'm really passionate about this. And if it's not uh, your cup of tea, I get it. Just let me know. And then you go into it. Okay. That one, that little piece will save, save your sanity and really save your reputation. And, and that's really important. And, yeah. and I think all of this information, guys, if you're listening to this today, I think this is important information that we all need to hear because we've both I'm sure we've both been on the ends of getting and doing these kinds of messages. So we need to know better how to do them correctly so that we get our our clients. And that actually takes me into our next question, which in your bio, you talk about um, your clients having a lot of firsts. Mm -hmm. Let's start out right at the beginning. I'm brand new in business. Uh, today's my first day out, and I'm really excited about wanting to do something to let people know and get a sale. What do I do? Great. So um, most of my clients are in service-based businesses, so we're going to be speaking through that framework today. Again, it applies across the board, but let's focus on a service-based business. The I mean, I've been in business. How old am I? 42. How many years? <laughs> 18 years, right? I've been in business. And still, to this day, my number one marketing strategy is referral marketing. So if you are just getting started, the first thing I recommend that you do is make a list. Pick your favorite number. My favorite number is nine. So I'm going to make a list of nine people who I know and let them know I am so excited about my new business. I am, I'm going to make something up. I am a health coach who helps um, retirees maintain their muscle mass, right? That's pretty specific. I'm reaching out to you to let you know that I, in honor of my brand new business, I want to gift discovery sessions away to people who are qualified and really want to invest in not losing their muscle mass. 
Can you think of three people who might be a fit that you can connect me to? I love it. And it's so simple. And here's, I want everyone to hear this because that feels again, kind of vulnerable and oh, I don't want to ask for help and I don't want people to think I'm using them. If you are a coach, you're in the business of healing in some way, shape or form. And sometimes we have to put on our big girl pants, <laughs> our big boy pants and be vulnerable enough if we're going to fulfill that mission. So get uncomfortable so that you can really make a difference in the world. Perfect. Um, so that's the first step, right? And then the process, you just bring people into an initial conversation. I call them discovery sessions. There are 8 million mistakes people make in discovery sessions. Let's talk about three. The first one is we come into that sales conversation, that discovery session, assuming that they're going to say no instead of assuming that they're going to say yes. Oh, I love it. Okay. Right? Ooh, what if, what if they can't afford me? What if they don't want to? What if, what if, what if? Assume the yes. In my first business, <laughs> it was a marketing service for actors. So I helped actors find representation. I was young and very naive, Nancy, but it served me so well because in my mind, my business was in West Los Angeles and it was a brick and mortar, right? You came in, we met face to face. Um, it wasn't, I didn't do any online marketing or servicing. Anyhow, so in my mind, nobody is going to drive to West Los Angeles to meet with some lady if they haven't already pretty much decided that they want to take advantage of the service. Who's going to inconvenience themselves in that way? So it actually never occurred to me that people were coming to decide if they wanted to hire me. And I remember once I had a, an intern, right? She's in the office and I had gone through maybe five sales conversations kind of back to back. And at the end of it, she just looked at me. She said, wow, you're the best salesperson I'd ever see, I've ever seen. And Nancy, I was shocked that she called me a salesperson because I had, it never occurred to me I was selling. Why? I actually assumed the yes. So when we assume the yes, the energy of the conversation is so different from what it feels like when we're assuming the no, because when we assume the yes, we're providing value when we assume the no we're proving our worth i love it oh i got goosebumps with that yeah, one that's, cool. yeah. so that's the first piece just mind your mind your mind and make sure you're assuming that the person's not going to waste their time if they if they haven't already decided yes and this conversation just uh, affirms their decision number two we don't set an agenda we think we have to be stealthy about selling so we go into the conversation and maybe you have your own process or there's some coaching involved or the gathering of information. And then suddenly we want to switch gears and sell. And that is such a buzzkill. It's so super awkward for everyone involved and it never goes well, unless at the beginning of the conversation, you set it up. Okay. So here's what we're going to do today. I really want to find out more about you, find out where, so let's use the muscle mass example right? Find out more about your goals when it comes to maintaining your muscle mass and where you're having help. As we work through that, if I see um, programs that I offer or CBD oil that I sell that could be helpful to you, at the end of our conversation, I'll walk you through what those options look like. How does that sound? So now everybody's on board. Great. We're going to talk. We're going to identify problems and obstacles, and then you're going to present me with an offering. And everyone, so there's no, um, no trickery, 
right? Um, and the client doesn't feel like you're pulling the wool over someone's eyes, but you've got to set that agenda in the beginning. I love it. Let's go back Can again. Can I just say us? one more thing? I want to say one more thing about it because there's three mistakes. Oh, right? okay. Sure. Um, so I had them jotted down. What was the other? Oh, and the other one is we negotiate against ourselves. So I'm the CBD coach who helps women with muscle mass. I love that we're making up this fictitious scenario. <laughs> And we have this incredible conversation. I present an offer. And before I've even given you a chance to respond, I offer you a discount. Or mm -hmm. I say, so why don't you go home and think about it? And you let me know. Or I say, I'm going to email you more information and you can decide later. Because that tension we feel in that uh, invitation is unbearable. And what we do is we rob the client of the, upper, of the experience of stepping up in a big way. We let our own garbage, we project it all on them and rob them of that really powerful experience. So I always say invite and then shut up. For a long time I used to invite and I intentionally have a glass of water with me and I present and then I would just take a couple of big glasses of water just so I couldn't talk. I love it, that's a, that's a great tip. Great. Yeah, um, now I forgot what I was gonna ask. <laughs> Oh, I know what it was. <laughs> there, there's a middle piece here. This is all, and, and my brain's just spinning. There's so many things. We could talk for six hours because I've just got so many things going on in my mind. But there's a middle piece here that I feel like is missing. We've done the, the let's get to know each other a little bit better. Let's friend each other here on Facebook. And then we've got on this end, we've actually gotten the discovery call and uh -huh. we are providing them with uh, the opportunity to buy into our programs. Okay. What are we missing? How do we get from without the, hey, I want you to buy what I have to offer. And I know we talked about if this is something you'd like and all of these things. But is there something else that we need to do in between the two things? Yeah. So I like to think of it as a 90-10 nurture ratio. 90%. So you're, you're going back to this Facebook analogy, so I'm going to follow you there, right? You and I connect on Facebook. We're friends. I want to cultivate trust and affinity with you so that so that when you're deciding about whether or not you hire me, that's um, a well-informed decision instead of me just repelling you by selling too soon. Mm -hmm. That means 90% of the content that I'm sharing, the outreach that I'm doing to you, that is value-packed uh, communication. 10% mm -hmm. is reserved for selling. Okay. Right. So what might that look like? We friend each other and maybe I've got a little, a little tracker of people who I feel are dream clients and I know I can help and I want to nurture. Right. So I just know that every three weeks I just pop over onto your feed and see what you're up to and make sure that I comment on things that feel authentic and connected and I'm liking your posts and I'm sharing other things that might be valuable. And then, so out of every 10 times we connect, one of those is an invitation. So again, it's just kind of like pumping the brakes, right? And making deposits into that relationship account instead of always just making withdrawals. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And, and I, But I have to say something else to that too, because I don't want people to think that I'm telling you to never sell. 
It is a disservice to rob people of the opportunity to decide if they want your help. And we can't just be adding value. If I'm the CBD lady, I can't just keep posting these photo, before and after photos of CBD and sharing CBD recipes and being all CBD all the time and never say to you, hey, do you want some CBD? Because mm -hmm. people also need the invitation. So it's that 90-10 ratio, but that 10 is crucial and we cannot shrink away from the 10 makes a lot of sense and and i think back to talking about how nobody wants to be a salesman that's <laughs> to, you know put a sign up on your wall something that says 10 percent of the time you've got to be you know asking for the sale kind of thing. yeah and it's not it's i let's reframe that for people it's not asking for the sale it's presenting a clear invitation it's helping people make a decision about how they want to move forward and that is such a service Absolutely. That, that makes so much sense. We actually are to the end of our time. Is there anything that I know we were touching on so many different topics here. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you would like to share? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have one other thing. And it just goes back to your question about, I'm a new entrepreneur. I'm just getting started. What's the first step? Mm -hmm. Anyone listening to this thinking, oh, she's so good at selling. I could never do that. Or yeah, this is helpful. But the way you cure yourself of all of your sales awkwardness and fears and all that crap is to be in sales conversations all the time. So discovery sessions. So if you're nervous about those discovery sessions or sales conversations, get, promise yourself, give yourself the challenge of hosting 15 practice discovery sessions in 15 days or 90 of them in 90 days. You need to just immerse yourself in your own sales process so that you can work out the kinks and develop the muscle memory you need. If you're only waiting to get good at selling, uh, for the times you clients come in, you're screwed, right? Because you're, you're just not adept at it enough and now the stakes are too high. So I would love to challenge everyone listening who feels like they want to get better at selling to take me up on that challenge. A sale, a practice. So these are with your friends, right? These are with people where you're, go you're going to present them an offer, but they know this is a practice run and you're going to do one a day for a month or one a day for 21 days because this makes all the difference in the world, just being in the practice of it. Because we're all bad at it at first, right? Mm -hmm. So be bad at it in a friendly space before the stakes are high and you're like speaking to clients. And anybody who practices and, and does something over and over becomes more built into a habit, becomes more um, self-assured with what yeah. they're doing. And so that makes a lot of sense. How can somebody get in touch with you? They've loved hearing everything you had to say and they want their chance at getting some firsts too. Yeah, sure. So two ways. Um, the first one is we're talking a lot about these sales conversations. So please visit flawlessfreesessions.com. Flawless Free Sessions, it's a roadmap for my sales process. It's um, inspired by what I teach inside of my paid program, and it's really this proven formula to sell authentically. So that's flawlessfreesessions.com. You can also find me on social media. I'm at Dallas Travers. 
Um, and yeah, I, I would really just, if anything I've shared has inspired you, the place to take it further is with that free, free roadmap, flawless free sessions. Great. All right. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Dallas. This has yeah. just been an amazing conversation. And I know I've learned a lot. Everybody listening, I'm sure, has learned a lot. And I want to thank everyone for joining us today. And if you like these conversations, tell me down in the comment section what you liked, what other kinds of things you'd like to hear in the future. And you can tune in every single Thursday evening at five o'clock to Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly on your favorite podcast program. And you can hear lots and lots of wonderful information from some very fantastic business owners. Until next time, guys, don't sit around waiting till pigs fly, but get out there, implement, and I guarantee you will soar higher. Take care, y'all. Until next time, bye-bye. That's our show for today. We'd like to extend special thanks to our great guest, our sponsors, and our wonderful listeners. Today's show was produced by Scott Card. To find more of Nancy's podcasts and our sponsors, go to don'twaittillpigsfly.com. Don't wait till pigs fly.